Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer, and today on the podcast we're talking about the Women's March. Yes, on Saturday from San Francisco and Oakland and San Jose to Washington, D.C., there will be hundreds of women's marches across the country. But the Women's March has changed since the first one that occurred on the day after President Trump is elected. And we're going to be talking about how it's changed with Sophia Andari. She is the co-chair of the Women's March in San Francisco. She's going to explain where it's going and where it's been and what to expect on Saturday. Next, the Women's March on It's All Political. Sophia Andari, welcome to It's All Political. Thank you for having me. So you've been an organizer with the Women's March here in San Francisco since its since first one. day one. Since day one. You are OG <laughs> I am OG. <laughs> and uh, the first one, of course, was uh, largely a reaction to the election of uh, President Trump. Without a doubt, yeah. yes. So, But this, this has been evolving over the last couple of years. What is the focus of Saturday's march going to be about? So kind of going back to the first year where a lot of us a lot of people were either at disbelief, they couldn't believe what was happening, uh, they, they were angry, but there was also a lot of us that were not surprised, like myself. Um, and why were you not, were not surprised? Because for a person of color, you you see a lot more, I think, sometimes than, than people that are, um, that are just, a little more privileged to be able to do what they want without without fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, as a Middle Eastern woman, especially mm -hmm. since I was young, uh, you know, I'm kind of told to keep my voice down, mm -hmm. right? Don't speak up, uh, don't rock the boat. Um, as a, um, my parents are immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a daughter from, of immigrants from, from Lebanon, Lebanon, yes, right. Um, the biggest thing that immigrants are taught, and, and I have this conversation, whether it's with Middle Eastern, uh, South Asian, um, uh, Hispanic, uh, uh, or, or Asian communities uh, with my friends, that uh, immigrants are kind of told to be scared. Like, hey, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're getting better than what you had, so just just stay there, be thankful for what you have, don't raise your voice, don't ask for more, um, and, and, and we're made to feel less, like mm -hmm. second-class citizens. And I felt that a lot um, growing up in mm -hmm. the U.S. So I think when I saw the election, I, I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. I was angry, um, but most of all, I was disgusted. Um, I was very disappointed in this country. Mm. You know, I, I think we're always saying that we are better and... We are a country of immigrants, and we are the dream. And, and we're always giving this, this kind of big picture that, hey, you can do anything you want here. Um, but that's not true. Yeah. So right? the first, first year is a focus on, on Trump. First the year, second it year, wasn't necessarily a focus on, a reaction, on Trump. Reaction, it was a reaction. reaction so we Trump, called yes. it um, Hear Our Voice, mm -hmm. right? Because we wanted to be heard, right? Because we felt that we weren't we weren't being heard throughout the throughout the election right so 
this happened, we're like, hey, okay, you think you think you're good now? No, we're gonna rise up, and we did. Look at the numbers. Yeah, four, right. was it four million people worldwide? It, it was estimated over five million five people million. worldwide, okay. which has never happened in the history, right? Ever, um, and to happen pretty much on the same day, just to to to, to have that 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 feeling of. I was marching in, in San Francisco and somebody in Paris was marching. Yeah. You know, and somebody in Antarctica <laughs> on a boat was marching. There was a picture. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true commitment. It was. Yeah. It was so funny. It was a beautiful picture. But that was the first year. And the second year, we wanted to make sure the momentum kept on going. And the way you make sure that change happens is you vote. You use the vote that you have. Some people do not have that privilege. That's been taken away from people in this country. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that when we vote, we're not just voting for ourselves, we are voting to protect our community and the most marginalized. So we wanted to make sure that we were talking about voting, but the second thing, running. We wanted women to start running for office and allies, especially allies from marginalized communities. So we called it here, uh, our vote right? Just kind of natural from the first one. Mm -hmm. um, and we had like a little a little tagline of first we march, now we run, which I really like that, that one. That was good. Yeah, I love that yeah. one. So this year, you know, this year, right after the election. Record number of women elected to- Record, uh, to, what, 127? To, to Congress, I believe that's the number. Right. And a record number of women of color. And record women of color. We also finally have some Native American representation. Yes. <laughs> in the United States of America, mm -hmm. which we should have had a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot of queer representation as well, mm -hmm. um, which we also should have had a long time ago. So resisting works, marching works, rallies work, civic engagement works, all of it works. And people know this, and people that want to keep the status quo do not want us to do it anymore. So they're going to create divides. They're going to create divisions. They're going to try to make it more difficult for us. And the best way to make it difficult is throw everything at the same time, right? Because as organizers, uh, we're always reacting. I, I think we got to a point where yeah. I was like every single other day was a new issue that we had to react to. We are a volunteer group completely volunteer right. since day one. So this is this is something that when you say, the back of our side, when you say them throwing something at them every day, you're talking about what's happening in the news every day, or you're talking about the logistics of putting on the march? Uh, well, the logistics too is, is okay. secondary to okay. that, but it's more what's happening in the news every day. Right, right. There's, right? there's something, there is yeah. an issue happening every month. Ba ban on Muslims. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like how, how could we allow that as a country? How could we allow that? What's happening on the borders? Still happening on the borders. It didn't stop. Separation of families. Separation of, of families. So we did a march for that one. We did a rally for separation of families yeah. as well. So we've been having to react. Fascism is on a, on the rise. And the 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 uh, the women's march, we should point out, is not just a one day uh, event. This is a in an organization that's ongoing, as you're sort of alluding to. Uh, yeah. As, as you're doing things year round, you're having you're we having are a, doing a speaker series and, yes. and, and and such. So, so the march itself is sort of a. I, I, I don't want to say it's celebra to celebratory, mobilize, mobilize inspire, empower, empower, and inspire okay. is exactly what it's for. I think a lot of times people are like, 
why do you spend so much energy on doing that? What is it doing? Mm-hmm. But I, what is it doing? What just happened in November? That's what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It is empowering people. It is showing people that they can let their voice be heard, right? Um, one of the things that that kind of we, we, we had talked about was um, growing up when I was younger, I didn't see myself in, in when I was looking at a politician, when I was looking at leaders or people on TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't see myself. I didn't see a strong woman of color, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw anytime there was reference to anything about Lebanon, terrorism. That's all I would all ever right. see growing up. That's all that people ever knew about uh, about the, the the country that my family comes from, you know. So that there's this movement, this the people actually finally stepping up and mobilizing, and and realizing that they hold so much power, especially collectively, especially when you put all these marginalized communities together. Mm-hmm. That's when we have so much power that we can change whatever we want. And the speakers will reflect that uh, of the march. There's a, it's a predominantly uh, women of color speaking, correct? We've always done that. In San Francisco, that's um, one of the goals um, from day one. We've always wanted to highlight women of color mm-hmm. and women from marginalized communities. Yes. And same same in the Oakland March, I should same, say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same yeah, in the yeah. Oakland March. They are very similar mm-hmm. in, um, in um, I, I mean, we all hold the same unity principles when it comes down to it, right? So, and and Oakland tends to be very similar in, uh, in um, when it comes to San Francisco and politics in general. So... And one key thing to remember about both these marches, uh, Oakland and San Francisco, you, of course, uh, leading the San Francisco, co-chairing the San Francisco one, there will be, um, well, there will be, uh, I believe, one politician at your march, and that's our uh, San Francisco mayor, London Breed. But you have a rule that is nobody who's running for office uh, gets a speaker spot. We because are a 501c3. Yes, it's for yeah. it's for legal reasons, yeah. but also it's for philosophical reasons, too. It is then, also for... Why is that? Because, you know, for, for the leadership, when, when we talked about this originally, we, we definitely want to highlight the that we have the first black uh, w- woman mm-hmm. mayor in San Francisco. That is huge. So, of course, we want to highlight that. Mm-hmm. But sh- mayors, senators, uh, politicians, they have a platform. They are already seen. They're already heard. The people that are not seen and heard are the organizers, the, the, the grassroots organizers, the community leaders, the community members that have been doing this work, not for the last two years, not for the last three years, that have been doing this work for decades. Those are the people that we want to highlight. Those are the people that we want to give a platform to. Tell us about someone who's going to be there that uh, at, at the San Francisco event that is someone who is, uh, you know, maybe not be a household name, but someone who you who think would be interesting and it would be this would be a great platform for them to speak about some of the issues that is that are important to you. There's so many on the list for me to figure out which one I want to <laughs> How highlight. can you choose among your children? <laughs> I can't. Uh, just yeah, pick, um, pick one. You know, I, I, I definitely want, um, I definitely do want to highlight um, and then our, you'll hear our, from our the co-host. other ten, You'll hear from the other nine. Yeah, I know. 
I definitely want to um, highlight uh, Gilda Gonzalez. Uh, she's the CEO of Plant Parenthood North California. Mm-hmm. She's the first Latina to serve. In which, that position. In that position, which I think is great. And they are also our co-hosts. So I, I definitely want to um, put that um uh, hi- highlight her and uh-huh. and I know that she's been um, a community uh, development organizer for I think over 14 years um, and she served as 14 year tenure in Oakland City Hall mm-hmm. um, anyone else who's, who's like I mean we have we have quite give a bit us, give we, us, give we have one, a list. one more one more so the other one is uh Marcy Glazer, she's the CEO of the Jewish Community Center. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been there since 2014, and um, we've actually um, um, had kind of uh, meetings with them, and they are partners uh, with us. We had our panel series, our 2017 panel series with them, where we did a panel series on um, uh, environmental justice, on reproductive rights, um, on civil rights and just kind of going um, going with our unity principles. Mm-hmm. So it's it's these it's those kinds of partnerships. I mean, w- whether they're speaking on the stage or not, or organizations like the Women's Building that has been supporting us from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that we work closely with. But w- what I loved about this is just all of these groups coming together and realizing that we really need to help each other out. We really need to support each other. Um, mm-hmm. That if if one of us is getting attacked, all of us are getting attacked and we need to act as such. And that kind of movement and that kind of thinking of intersectionality, um, I, I, I know that, you know, common sense should dictate that that kind of thinking should have always existed. But I feel like it's never it's never really been seen at the level that it has been the last two, three years. And I think that that's something that's important because it shows that it can be done. It shows that, you know, we might have differences and we might have different stories and we come from different places. But at the end of the day, we have so many similarities and we are all getting attacked um, by 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 uh, administration and, and, and a system that just wants to keep us down, right. wants to keep the 1% up, wants to, you know, keep the status quo. Uh, and, and just having having those discussions, some of them, sometimes they're hard, especially when you're looking at communities that maybe don't necessarily always mesh well together. Right. And I think it's important that we always um, stay at the table, yeah. that everybody gets to the table and works out their differences and basically combines to realize that there's a bigger enemy uh, to fight. And at, at the same time, I mean, one of the headlines of this weekend is, you know, and there has been over the last couple of weeks has been some of the divisions in, in the, in the uh, women's march movement, if you will. Yeah. Uh, not, not necessarily in the Bay Area, uh, but uh, certainly back east in New York, there's such divisions that there'll be <laughs> two two separate yeah. uh, women's marches in New York City. I heard about that. Yeah. There's been uh, and and uh, the Washington D.C. march has been um, 
racked by accusations of anti-Semitism by yeah. some of the, the the leaders of the march, and it's been denied and and, and back and forth. Uh, the, then there was the march in uh, Eureka here in Northern California uh, that they they canceled their march because they said it was not reflective of, uh, there, of there wasn't enough women yeah. of color reflected and, in it. Yeah, and, now, and I, Eureka, that's you know that's that's and, a that's a hard sell. Yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, uh, with with, so Eure- did, with Eureka, it was interesting because I I hadn't even known that they had a chapter or a group there because right. they're not they're not active uh-huh. or at least that they, they didn't seem yeah, to be it was active. A small town in, in far when, northern yeah, California. But when I saw that, and then we found out that it was back on, mm. and then now I think it's canceled again. So I've and. And you tend to hear more stuff when you are a leader in a movement, right? right? You tend to, because we are, um, in a sense, we, we do communicate with other chapters. So what's, what's the effect of all that, of anything? Is that, is that going to bring That's, down attendance, do you think? I, I, mean, it, it, I but, hope it's but, not going to bring down attendance. This is, this is the bottom line. <laughs> this movement is something that's never been seen before. There's no blueprint, right? There's nothing that's ever been created like this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Martha, uh, who's, who's, who's our PR lead, also one of the founders since mm-hmm. day one, um, m- made a joke sh- uh, saying that it's like we're going through puberty in public. Yeah. Right. And I love that because <laughs> yes, it's like perfect. Well, I was talking to some, it's uh, perfect. To some, uh, uh, a couple of uh, paraprofessors uh, who are, uh, gender studies experts. They just wrote a book about, uh, um, uh, the women's movement and, and gender equity over the years, yeah. and and they said this is natural to happen, especially when you're trying to build a movement around something as uh, a, a gigantic umbrella that's called Women's March. Right. <laughs> I mean, because there's, yeah. there's you know you're uh, in some ways genericizing is that a word yeah. uh, women's issues yeah. i mean where there might be there are definitely issues that uh, latinas face that are unusual oh, of that, course. Are, that, that are disabled different. women you know etc etc et yeah. and so it's it's hard to pull, hold yeah. something like this together is yeah. that is that kind of where the it, it it is it is but th- this is the thing right when 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 women's march started and the unity principles were created and which are ending violence, reproductive rights, LGBTQI rights, workers' rights, civil rights, disability rights, immigrant rights, and environmental justice. That's a, that's a lot seventh, of yeah. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Is that right? is that uh, the San Francisco chapter? Or is that the that's national? all? That's, that's all. Okay. Uh, so every yeah, single chapter follows these unity principles. So there could be right. a lot of disagreement on those. There's uh, so much yeah, disagreement on, on those, the... but the idea. I, I want people to go back to the beginning of the Women's March movement, right, which is what brought us together, mm-hmm. which was the unity principles basically saying that one shouldn't be more than the other, more important than the other. Mm-hmm. In, in, in your life, in your thinking, in your doing, in your acting, right, that's what drew me to this, to this, is that all of these, we need to respect all of the, the, these different areas and we need to understand that within intersectionality that, yes, there, there, there's there's more complexities that no one can talk about, no one can express, right? Like I, somebody that isn't Lebanese-American should not be speaking on my behalf because they don't know my story. They don't know how it is to be Lebanese-American, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing, I, I do not know um, the life of a trans woman, right? But what I do know is I can respect that trans woman 
just as much as I can respect my sister and, 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 and my community. And, and that's, th that's the movement because a lot of people were coming at us and saying, well, you're fighting for too much stuff. You're saying too much stuff. Well, no, that's what's important now. The problem is throughout history, we are always divided on, on just one issue topics, right? Like we're divided, we're, we're kind of our own little, little, um, um, Fiefdom. Yeah, like little little towns of like, okay, yeah. well, I, I, I'm, I'm about environmental justice and, and this town over is talking about workers' rights. Mm. And, 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 but, but this movement is saying, let's, let's all come together mm -hmm. and let's all talk about these issues together and see how we can support each other. And that's how it started. And that truly is how it started. And in San Francisco and the Bay Area, I feel like it's still like that. I, I really do. I feel like we have a very, very strong leadership in San Francisco. I know Oakland has a strong leadership, um, um, San Jose, um, and, and, and talking to other chapters in California, I, I know that they're still rooted on those. But what, what ends up happening as a movement overall is, you know, an issue that can be in San Francisco is not an issue that might necessarily be what Washington, D.C. or other cities are, right. are talking about or dealing with. But then you have so many voices. So how in a movement that's never existed before do you find a way to put these voices together in a cohesive way, right? And, and, and egos can sometimes get in the way. There's so, we're all human, yeah. right? Uh, somebody's backstory <clears throat> can get in the way. Right. So, somebody's history can get in the way. Th there's so much stuff, but... At the end of the day, we have to figure out how to work through that because we are all working for the same exact thing. Right. We are all working to be equal. We're all working to be respected, to be treated equally, to, to, to be able to walk down the street as a woman and not fear about getting raped, uh, to be able to be a black person and not fear getting shot, which, which, which is this country right now. Um, it's, it's mutual respect. I feel like a lot of people that come at us saying, well, you're trying to push down this down my throat. I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to push anything down your throat. I'm just saying, leave me alone. No. Let me be, let me be me. <laughs> That's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> and those are the challenges you will, <laughs> you, will, you will solve this by the end of the day, Saturday. We are. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sophia, thank you so much for, for coming on. I Absolutely. appreciate it. And I know that your number one wish, though, is no rain for Saturday. No yes. rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being on the talk. Thank Political. you so much for having me on. I'd like to thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I'd like to thank Sophia and Dari for coming in and, and chatting with us here in San Francisco. I'd like to thank Libby Coleman for producing today's episode. And remember, no matter if you're going to be marching in the streets for the Women's March or sacking out on your couch watching college basketball on Saturday, it's all political. It's all political as part of the San Francisco Chronicle podcast network. Audrey Cooper is our editor-in-chief. Our music, our theme music that we have is Cattle Call. That's written by Randy Clark and performed by Randy Clark and Crow Song. If you like this show, subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more great journalism like this, subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle at sanfranciscochronicle.com slash subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Garofoli. Thanks.